Hi, this is Ethan Phillips, and you're listening to Trek Meet. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trek Mate podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. All right. Ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses. I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. Hello and welcome to Trackmate. My name's Wayne Emery. I'm Laura Fawcett. Hello, I'm Jude Hawkins. Hello, guys. How are you all keeping? Hello. Good. <laughs> Very good. Very good. We should be in high spirits. It's anniversary week. Yay! No, no, it's not what I Yeah, you're all right, you're all right, I'm wrong. Jude was playing Space Invaders or something. I know, what the fuck were you on? You were spam a lot. Wrong, fail, leave. So, yes, it's anniversary week, and there's plenty going on around the community. People doing bits and bobs to celebrate. <laughs> I see by the, by the time that this goes out, it will be no point fucking telling no one because you would have missed it. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know um, we are colony. The guys who are releasing for the love of Spock, they're holding a pub quiz in London tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is going on? The Royal Institutions holding a special panel talking about the tech and things from Star Trek. And how close we've come. So, to be honest with that, I'm hoping the Royal Institution quite often records this stuff and puts it up on YouTube. And I, su- I subscribe to their page. So I'm hoping that one gets put up mm. at some point. Mm-hmm. I'll have a look at that. Yeah, I watched a documentary about that this week. The building of Star Trek. Building Star Trek. Watch it, Laura. Mm-hmm. I'm about a quarter of the way through. I need to finish it. I've had a lot of stuff to watch this week. <laughs> yeah. It look. Yeah, I know. I know. Last year, it looks like it was made. Yeah, no, I think it, yeah, I think it was. It was good, but uh, about uh, the Spock Doc, as I've been calling it all week. Yes, we've had a sneak peek. That's what everyone's going to be more excited about. Yeah, for the love of Spock, uh, is being released on Friday. Well, it was released on Friday. Uh, if you uh, are listening on it, like, of course you're fucking listening after we've recorded. Yeah, For the Love of Spock was released this past Friday and we got a sneak peek and managed to uh, watch it and it's bloody fantastic. Uh, we'll, we'll speak about that properly in a minute. But um, also they're holding a... It doesn't matter, you guys missed all of this. They were, <laughs> they were holding a tweet-along uh, viewing of 
for the love of Spock on a Saturday night, which I fully intend to take part in. That's going to be at 10 p.m. UK time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's quite good. Uh, what else has been going on? Um, something really interesting for the ladies out there. Um, Mac, the company that does makeup, actually has a Star Trek line. <laughs> Sorry, I can't say it without laughing. I know they. Um, <laughs> I think they released it around uh, Vegas, didn't they? Yeah, they um, did. It's, yeah, it's over here now. Um, obviously, because they did it over there first. Um, yeah, but it's been popping up and cropping up around the UK now. Um, yeah, some interesting looks. Really, with makeup. Yeah. I'm I'm speaking from absolute ignorance yeah. here, so please forgive me, any female listeners. Is makeup not just makeup? And are they just whacking on a Star Trek logo onto the side yeah, of the tin? Yeah, pretty much. But also, yeah, they're doing like, special colours kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, like Orion gl- green. Well, or... actually, there is a green one, but there's um, like an horror um, like theme, and then a Seven of Nine theme. It's really weird. Like, I'll show I'll like probably Facebook and tweet out some pictures um, because I'm finding it absolutely hilarious. (laughs) Are they they charging through the nose for it? Yeah, yeah, it's MAC products. Yeah, I would presume. They're one of the high makeup brands. I used to wear makeup. Wayne, (laughs) I think what you really want to ask is how much is the nail varnish? (laughs) That's it. That that is what we want to know. That is is what we want to know, mate. <laughs> a bit partial every so often. So. No, honestly, fucking. You, you, you love it. For years, we waited for an excuse, and now I've got I kids know. that want to do makeup. It's like fantastic. There's an excuse. <laughs> um, I'm not Star actually Trek. Sure. Exactly. Is. I'm not actually sure what the retail prices are, but. Um, it ain't cheap. It's not cheap, but, you know, it is out there. So, for anybody who's interested. (laughs) And to be honest, it's probably one of those things that if you really want to mimic a look from Star Trek from a makeup perspective, there's probably a perfectly good walkthrough on YouTube from somebody doing it. Yeah. At some point, anyway, using, like, more affordable makeup than what is being offered. Oh, yeah, you go on YouTube cosplayers they they love it over there considering we haven't actually been contacted by mac or asked to promote it fuck them no go and buy normal shame on them yeah (laughs) go and buy your normal stuff (laughs) i just thought that was interesting that they brought it out for the 50th year though i was like make makeup what (laughs) yeah because all the trekkies are gonna buy that aren't they well, they will be. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, I would say what about forty percent of the fan demographic is women. Mm. I would say, but that's fair, yeah. So obviously, there is a market for the female fans. But at the same point, I, I would imagine most of the female fans have got more logic than to buy into like uh, like something just because it's got a brand on the side. Yeah, I'm thinking it's more to do with the new Star Trek film series that they're trying to get younger people involved they're they're trying to get the teens yeah (laughs) okay i think there's a lot of that going here isn't there yeah probably because of the brand uh, yeah but also the the yeah the 50th but the upcoming release of you know star trek discovery as well they want to get people 
Come and buy your STD makeup. (laughs) 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 But you know, I mean, they probably want to. That's probably their thinking. If it's not their thinking, then they're just being really weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's on like some random shit that I kind of want to get some of. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. And uh, whilst we're heading in that sort of direction, I suppose we might as well move straight into the news. Time for Trek News on the Trekmate Podcast. Um, I reported it um, three or four weeks ago. Um, I'm happy to say that by the time this pod's going out, US and the UK, I can't speak for the other countries, uh, Star Trek Online is now available on PS4, Xbox One, free to play. That's it. Which uh, I don't own either console at the moment, but I'm very happy about that. And I do. And you, you do? Will not, I, you will oh, not you hear from fucker. me at any point. You fucker. <laughs> Mate, we'll be cancelled next week. We'll see you in a fortnight's <laughs> <Wait. time>. uh... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's it. I will be uh, downloading that no, straight away on Friday. Where's our invitation? Just saying. <laughs> Just saying, it's a one player. <laughs> that's it. You've got, so... to get... <laughs> You've got to get your own console and meet us online. Don't give me that shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I want people on my away mission. I don't want people hogging the controller. I'm the pod going, uh, being recorded. It's not released in England yet. It's only released in the US so far. And for a free-to-play game, it's pretty good, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to giving it a go and seeing how much things have improved and how well it works on the uh, console system as well. I want a console. Yeah, because I could not do it on the PC. Yeah, so if any rich fans out there uh, do buy me want to buy Laura and Jude... <laughs> An Xbox One, or yeah. No, yeah. No, don't, don't bother with PS4 because I haven't got that. So get them an Xbox One yeah, so we can yeah. play together. No, get them an Xbox One. I want an Xbox. Like, Hundred quid. Yeah, Please. exactly. Do a GoFundMe page. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just promise to record some like gameplay or something. Oh <gasps> yeah, yeah. For my channel. That'd be good. Yeah, I will. Um, also, we've got some uh, Destination Star Trek. Um, news. Obviously, it is Ooh. next month. Woohoo! Um, so, the first bit of news, <laughs> which isn't really news, <laughs> because Jonathan Frakes cancelled. That's the thing. I have to say, obviously, this was a running joke within the community <sighs> for a long time that Flaky Frakes would strike again. Um, I mean, it's I'm just biting so my tongue. I am biting my tongue tonight on that one. But it's four weeks. Well, it was five weeks until the actual event, and he cancelled. And everyone was like, oh. They were so hopeful. The thing is, it isn't Showmaster's fault whatsoever for it. Oh, no. No, because... Oh, no. It is, Frakes. It is. It's Voyager's fault. What? Why? <laughs> it's Voyager's fault. They gave Robert, what's his name? Robert Duncan McNeil, gave him a job, right? It's his production company, Frakes is working for in October. He did it publicly at a convention, but... the two of them. Did you realise that? No. Well, that's just it, isn't it? 
some yeah. reality show or something. I, I do get that these actors and directors and producers, whatever they are, whatever role they're playing, they they take their work seriously and they have to take that stuff uh, ahead of cons. But it was just it was just so close. Some of my friends have missed him like four times. Like they've cancelled on him four. Yeah, times I'm one of your friends who's missed it four four yeah. times and paid four times. And like yeah. I understand, but he's got to do what he's got to do. But it doesn't stop it from being a wind up. No. Even though we joke about it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but to actually... Well, it was actually really funny the way that it was announced because it was a little thing at the bottom of all of these, like, there's um, yeah. five five people that were announced and it was Jonathan Frakes cancelled at the bottom. Um, so, yeah, well, the five people that um, have been announced is um, Alice Creek, who is the ball queen. The ball queen. The ball queen. Connor Trenier and Dominic Keating who don't need any introduction your favorites shut up <laughs> um and actually you love my favorites but no and actually my favorite i know carrot wong and chase masterson yay I will, yeah. I was so what do we think that is about all five of them really yeah they're good guests they good are good timing. guests it sucked that freaks cancelled but it, 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 yeah. it was good timing by them uh-huh. They are good guests, and it, it, it's nice to be getting familiar faces back in. Though yeah. I won't lie, a part of me would have also liked to have seen somebody who I haven't seen previously. Yeah. Even though I haven't, you may personally... still will. You may still will. You don't know. It's it's a, still quite a few weeks away yet. Yeah. Five weeks. Four. <laughs> yeah, it's four Tell weeks away. Laura, about um, faces doing. Oh yeah. Um, so it um, also what was announced. Um, it, it is on the page. Um, Chase Masterson is going to be doing um, a photo shoot in her costume, so in her Lita costume and makeup. Um, I'm assuming um, for the. I think it's for the first time. Yeah. I think they I said know. it was the first time. It was the first time. Definitely over here, the first time. And I think it's uh, one of her original costumes, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I was curious about that. I didn't know what it was, what she was actually going yeah. to be wearing, but I look forward which, to it, and I've by the paid way, for it already. Which, by the way, good for you, girl, getting back in that. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do it. Shit, Though, all my, it, don't work. All my it, uniforms don't fit me anymore, but, you know. <laughs> seeing as you are on talking terms uh, with Chase, uh, Laura, you need to pass yeah. on the message that all of us will be very disappointed if in that photo shoot she does not greet every single fan by shouting Dabo! 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 <laughs> in every single greet. I, 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 yeah. I don't think she'll be very happy about people. that. But, yeah. I will be one of those people. <laughs> I'm going to get one of them. <laughs> yeah, but you know every fucker will be I shouting am. at her I already am. waiting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so no no that'll no, be I good. Think, yeah. Though, yeah, I'm be not going to do that, but okay. <laughs> though, as Jude, I think Jude said uh, dr- uh, during the week as well, like they've definitely missed an opportunity for a from yeah. Lita. Oh my god, yeah, I know. Definitely, I thought that was a shame that they did that because Max is going to be there on the Sunday, um, but Chase is doing Lita on the Saturday. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a bit of a. You would have thought that they would have... Missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Because who wouldn't want a photo with both Rom and Lisa? 
Yeah. I would have gone with that immediately if if that's what they've done. Yeah, it's it's a shame. Mm-hmm. It's a shame, but that's the thing. At the moment, we're just with DSC. We're just waiting on more information uh, so that we can start planning our weekends. I'm sure. Yeah. There'll be more announcements coming soon, and I think there's going to be a lot announced. I think well, there'll be a lot announced. So. We hope so. Yeah, I think no. so. I really do believe. I says I've got faith of the heart. But there's going to be a schedule soon. No. Oh my god! Well, there will be. Yeah, there will be. I- I'm confident there's going to be five to ten more guests added. I think I've got to be honest, guys. I uh, I think Kate Mulgrew announcement sometime this week uh it was only about a year ago when she said that she was going to be doing it with all all of the other captains uh obviously that's not happened but uh, i think we've got about five five to ten more announcements in the next three to four weeks and i think she's going to be after well, shatner you know for most people take, after shatner take my money is all i'm saying <laughs> just take it <laughs> Okay, well, yeah. I don't know, personally, because I didn't get a chance to actually talk to him um, much other than a very, very brief conversation. I would like John Delancey. Ah, uh, yeah. Again. I think it's possible. I Funny story, the last Destination Star Trek, you know the first one when it was in, Des- when it was in London? Yes, <laughs> and that was the last one as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, 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 because it was Germany after that. Never mind. Um, we, I was in a hotel which was near the venue, and I was uh, with my father at the time. And we, when we were walking back to the hotel, John Delancey was walking right next to us like this, and we just like kept walking, kept, and then we were like, "Are we going to the same hotel?" And then he, we just totally like <laughs> went to the same hotel. Like it was really weird. And then you know Walter Koenig was, was there as well. JG Hertzler was next to us when we were eating breakfast. It was so cool. So yeah. Yeah, but also you should have at that point at least bought a sharpie and say, look, please. Oh, no, you no, could I, save I us like seventy-five quid. But I got his autograph <laughs> like in the day, and then he was like, oh hi again, and I was like, hi. And he thought, like, obviously it looked really weird that we were, like, following him back to his hotel, but it wasn't because we were staying at that hotel too. Ah, oh, freaking hilarious. <laughs> anyway. That, oh, that is a good tip. Find out, where, find out where they're staying just to try and save money and just harass them for all their <laughs> I mean, I hope yeah, I get some... to go in Birmingham. Yeah, I hope I get some really? good memories from this one because I got some really good memories from the last one, from the last mm-hmm. Destination Star Trek. You know, I, I got to dance. Too. Well, I know, that's yeah. good off your list. Yeah, whatever. But I got... Dude, that's got to be a highlight, hasn't it? I got to dance with Robert Picardo whilst James Darren was singing. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's... Me, me and us would still top that. No, that was my golden <laughs> moment. Definitely. <laughs> And where I met one of my best friends. Um, yeah, so I hope we get some good memories from this. Obviously seeing you. Obviously. Don't worry, we know we're enough. I'm sure we all will. I'm sure we all will. Anyway. So you get to see me? I've been planning for this but for oh, those three days. Now. For months and months you are? and months. You can give a <laughs> fuck now. <laughs> yeah, I said we don't give a fuck now. You've told us how it lies. <laughs> oh, dear. So, um... Laura, Facebook. Ah, Facebook. Facebook news. Well, 
uh, to do with Star Trek for the 50th anniversary. Um, Facebook have released, you know, you can get those temporary uh, banners for your profile picture. Well, there's four to choose from for the Star Trek ones um, to boldly go uh, Star and Trek, Live Long and Prosper and something about hailing frequencies and there's a photo out on it. Hailing frequencies open. That's it. Yeah. So there's four to choose from. It's a... You chose them um, all. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's one of those things that you can go and... Um, you know, the temporary ones that they had for the Olympics and things like that. Well, now they've done a Star Trek one for the 50th, which I think is really good. Definitely. So, yeah. I noticed on there, though, they give you an option of how long you want to have it for, and you can have it for yeah. forever is one of the options. You can permanently have it, yeah. I saved yeah. it for, um, yeah. Of course. I love it. So, uh, yeah, no, so uh, jump on Facebook, uh, check that out if you're a Facebook fiend. And so, most we'll of the Star Trek, at this point, yeah. Yeah, most of the Star Trek groups and the people that are in those, obviously, because most of my friends are all Trekkies, they all had it on, so I was just like, ooh, try it. Um, but yeah, I've got it on. You'll be able to, yeah, if you're, if you're part of the Star Trek communities, then you just... Go on, go on the check pages. How can you Definitely. not? How can you not succumb? <laughs> uh, also, one thing that um, did go on this week is uh, I personally had a couple of invites go on to BBC Radio again to talk Trek. Ooh, yes. As Ooh. that's the thing, they brush, brushed off the dust of their phone book <laughs> and got out the number for <laughs> the, the geek. For Mr. Emery. Exactly. So <laughs> the I, anorak. That's the it. Yes. The, uh, the, the, there was one interview <laughs> today with uh, BBC Jersey. And yeah. that was probably a good, what, how long was it, Jude? 14 minutes? 10 minutes? Yeah, yeah, it was 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, about 15. You did well, man. You did well. Yeah, about a 15-minute conversation to uh, BBC Jersey. Uh, the guy did already have a predisposition of what he was expecting to come on, so did try and portray me as an He anorak. definitely did. I'm going to be nice and say he definitely did, and not much else, <laughs> but yes, he, he decided Wayne was an anorak, and that was it, wasn't it, really? Yeah, that's the thing. I tried to represent the community well. I had a couple of brain burps. I so think Jude you did a great job, honestly. So, well, you can all decide for yourselves as I'm going to let you listen to it now. 10.43, just about, as I mentioned a little while ago, Star Trek is 50 years old this year. It's a remarkable feat. It's actually tomorrow, I think. Uh, The original Star Trek TV series ran for three years and believe it or not, it was actually cancelled after just 79 episodes. But of course, it did build a cult following and was uh, syndicated here, there and everywhere and is still as popular today as it was then, if not more popular. Well, let's find out a little bit more about it. Star Trek superfan, self-styled superfan Wayne Emery is on the line. Morning to you, Wayne. Morning, Tony. How are you? I'm all right. Oh, hello. You sound like an anorak to me. <laughs> are you a professional anorak? <laughs> well, semi-professional, Depends when you catch me. Now, here's the thing. Were you actually born when the first series went out? No, I was born long after, 1984. So I uh, grew up with uh, the second series that came out, The Next Generation, but have since 
long learnt to appreciate the original series for what it is. Yeah, I was trying to think, because I was a lad growing up in the 1960s, and I, I do remember Star Trek starting. And am I right in, in remembering, you know, your mind does play funny tricks with you as you get older, but I don't think the first episodes were shown in colour because the BBC wasn't actually broadcasting in colour. Is that right? Well, they were filmed in colour, yeah. but they uh, originally aired over here in uh, in black and white, as you said. The, the BBC didn't originally uh, have colour at that point, but uh, in the syndication, when it actually was being rerun throughout the 70s and that, it was shown with colour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is it also right that some of the episodes from the original series weren't actually shown on the BBC and others were edited? Uh, to be honest, quite a lot of episodes have been edited over the years just because of either uh, the nature of what they're saying. Because the thing is, Star Trek was very much a uh, means to get across morality tales and to also tell stories that uh, like basically mirrored the uh, like pol- political climate of the day as well. So it really did give a lot of moral stories regarding, if you look subliminally, there was lots of uh, stories that you could entail towards how things were with the USSR and with other states in the world and racism and sexism. And there's lots of things that it did uh, touch on that uh, some people were uncomfortable with. Mm. And why is it, do you think, Wayne, that... uh... Star Trek has, has built into what it is today with all the cult following it has right around the world. Well, to be honest, it's, it's one of the TV series that gives, uh, gives a positive portrayal of the future of humanity, a world where we can get along, a world where we can work together, we can o- overcome anything. And also, it, it gives us characters that we can relate to as well. They're pretty much... If you look at a series, there is a character that you'll always uh, cling towards, whether you're more uh, toned towards admiring uh, Spock and his uh, sense of logic or being able to contain his emotions and, or whether it was you was a bit more gun-ho and a ladies' man and wanted to see yourself as more of a Captain Kirk. <laughs> there was definitely... And with over... That's the thing. As you said, the original series only ran for three seasons... It was going to be cancelled after the second season, but because of a huge letter-writing campaign that took place uh, by the Star Trek fans, it managed to get a third season. Wow. Uh, And since then, obviously, it's had another five series and altogether 726 episodes and 13 movies. (laughs) So So quite big then. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we've, it's been going for a long, long time. That's the thing. Most people who grew up with the original series and didn't, con- didn't like follow Star Trek throughout don't realise quite how much Trek there is out there. And there's a substantial amount. Yeah. And where does your interest uh, in Star Trek, where did that come from? Well, initially, it started from, it started from just uh, when I was a small boy wanting to spend more time with my brother because I'd hear him laughing in his bedroom at the TV and for uh, well, I, I suppose I've got to watch this to uh, spend a bit more time with him. And that was the next generation, and I absolutely fell in love with it. I fell in love with the technology. I fell in love with the characters. Because the thing is, so many things, technologically-wise, uh, have been like foretold, as it were, in Star Trek. It was back in the original series that they were using their flip communicators. I remember which, those, yeah. 
that's the thing. You can you can make a lot of comparisons to like cell phones and to other amazing bits of technology that have come to pass. Whether it's the pads that we now take for granted as iPads and Android pads and everything, uh, was being used readily on a show decades before anything like that was even dreamt of. Yeah. What was it? He said, beam us aboard, Scotty, didn't he, and stuff like that. Yeah, the, the, the classic line is, uh, uh, beam me up, Scotty. Yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So do you have a favourite series yourself, then? Um, I would probably say my favourite series is Deep Space Nine, though for non-Star Trek fans, that is one that isn't really uh, known as well. But it's it's one that it was a thought... To be honest with Deep Space Nine, it was something that was far ahead of its time. It was the first... Until that point, Star Trek had been very episodic. And Deep Space Nine was the first series that really had long story arcs that you can now see readily in every single TV series that you watch today, whether it's Orange is the New Black or whether it's Breaking Bad. All of them have this long story that starts from episode one to the end of the series. And Deep Space Nine really pioneered that back in 93. Mm. And, and talking of that, Wayne, um, obviously Star Trek was on the telly and you mentioned the movies. Um, what did you think of the transfer to the big screen? To be honest, the movies are their, in their own beast, as it were, because it gives you an opportunity to see the characters that you love in more of a dramatic scene uh, setting, because obviously... It's a movie. They want to cram in as much action as they can, and also they want to appease the mainstream market as much as they can, uh, where the TV series was a lot more philosophical and gave you a lot more morality tales. So they are entirely different beasts, but at the same time, they can be so much fun and so entertaining and give you such uh, joy and, (laughs) and upset at the same time. I mean... Most people cried when Spock died. So, oh, has he really... died? I didn't realise he died. Oh well, <laughs> he has now officially, but he was killed and then brought back and all of that jazz. Was he buried on Vulcan then? No. Well, initially he was uh, sent off in a uh, in a photon torpedo and landed on the Genesis planet and then got regenerated. It's a bit convoluted, <laughs> I'll give you that, but still. Tell me about your podcasts. Ah, yeah, no, by all means. Uh, I run the Trekmate podcast. Uh, We're a dedicated weekly uh, show that basically analyzes all parts of uh, Star Trek, whether we're reviewing an episode or we're going in-depth talking about a specific character. And we've been going now since 2011. So it's it's been going a long time. And we, uh, to be honest, it's fun because... In today's day and age, you get a lot more opportunity to communicate with other Star Trek fans, where back in the early 90s, 80s, it, it wasn't as much unless you was going to conventions, where now you, uh, your audience is right there, and it's amazing. I love being able to talk Trek with my fellow co-hosts and also then be able to get the feedback from the listeners and uh, be able to share each other's thoughts and just basically geek out together. <laughs> like that. So how many people actually tune in then to your podcasts? Well, we're getting about, uh, on average, each week we get about three to 500 uh, unique downloads a week. Wow, so, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad, considering it's quite a niche market. 
Mm. And, and do you, uh, I, I had a little look at your webpage, eh? and what I could glean is, do you, do you reenact some of the episodes or come up with your own storylines? That is something we've been trying out lately, yes. We've been uh, basically uh, putting our minds together and thinking about what we would have liked to have seen as an ideal episode and uh, coming up with the, the plot, what, we, what characters we want in there, where we want the episode to go. And it, that's really an ongoing thing that we've uh, just started kicking off and we've really enjoyed it and we're looking forward to getting back to that soon. Though we've got some exciting uh, interviews coming up with uh, people that have been like in or on the cusp of the Star Trek universe as well. Oh, fantastic. So of all those Star Trek characters then, which, which one is closest to you? Which one do you think you are? To be honest with me, I think I would be more of a... More of a Benjamin Sisko, a bit of it, who's the captain in Deep Space Nine. He's he's a lot more uh, action ready. He's uh, also a bit more philosophical in how he thinks, but he he doesn't take mess from anybody. He's a bit of a hard nut. That's that's who I would like to think I was. Because <laughs> <laughs> over here, um, well, around the world, just looking at Star Trek and Star Wars, we have people who dress up as stormtroopers walking around the streets. You know, I know, I know. That's the thing. It's it, to be honest, it's a brilliant time to be a geek because there is no sort of stigma towards it anymore. Where back in the day you you was ridiculed for liking Star Wars or Star Trek. Well, Star Wars was a bit more accepted, but nowadays uh, cosplay is a big thing, and it's it's perfectly acceptable to be going out in your uniform or dressed as a Klingon, and it's not frowned upon as much. But we've got a big convention coming up next month that you're going to have a lot of people in uh, costume, and that's going to be up in Birmingham. Oh right! When is give us the date then, just so we know. That is the the seventh through to the ninth of October in Birmingham. That is Destination Star Trek. Oh wow, that is fantastic! Here's, here's a question. I bet you can't tell me the answer. It's not about Star Trek. It's about you. How many hours do you think you've spent in your life watching Star Trek? Oh blimey! <laughs> well, altogether, there's how many all, years? <laughs> that's the thing. There's altogether. There's about. 540 hours of Star Trek, so I've probably watched that at least a good three or four times. You're probably, yeah, you're up in the thousands, definitely. Oh, wow. Do you get out much then, Wayne? Yes, it would surprise you. I've got, I've got a wife and a family, and I don't live in my mum's basement. <laughs> Unfortunately, we do break those stereotypes nowadays, and there's lots of women that love Star Trek and are involved in the community as well that people don't realise. They're right. a big part of our community. Yeah, fantastic. And you do sound exactly like I imagine you to sound as well, Wayne. You sound like a geek, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> I'll try not to take offence. <laughs> no, I'm just not meant in that way at all, but you just sound exactly how I imagine you would do. Well, it's been great talking to you, Wayne. Thank you very much for coming yeah. on this oh, morning. It's an absolute pleasure. And can I just say, if anybody does want to check us out, it's trekmatefamily.com. All right, then. I'm going to, do, I'm going to do that when I get home. We're going to have a good old listener right around there. Thanks for coming on, Wayne. Cheers. My pleasure. Thank you very much. And Laura would not have heard that because she still hasn't listened to it. And we're... <laughs> Yeah, because I'm a terrible person. No, she will have done by Sunday, though. By Sunday, but she's not going to be able to give us a reaction now. Oh, <laughs> you did really well, mate. Like, oh. You did yeah. really well. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that'll do. <laughs>
<laughs> you told him what was what. That's it. Yeah, no, yeah. that's the thing. I, I, I did uh, at one point uh, consider going all fuck you on him, but then <gasps> I thought, no, yeah. I'm, no, I will just. Uh, to yeah. be honest, considering how well I got to plug the podcast, I thought it was well oh, worth good. taking taking it on the chin. But yeah. I'm I'm feeling really optimistic about. I've got a appearance for. Uh, BBC Three Counties uh, in the morning. That's at seven thirty, so it's in their drive time. Oh, Three Counties. Yes, BBC Three Counties at seven thirty tomorrow morning. So that's my area. That's your it area. It is too. our area. Yes. Yeah. So they oh, you got to get up nice and early close. then. Yeah. No, we, uh, they are. Um, but when I spoke to the producer oh. earlier today, he and the host are star trek fans yay so i'm feeling that it will be a very different experience good yeah i think it's going to make the difference that the guy earlier on no offense to the guy but he was a he was an outsider yes (laughs) yes i see he's he's one how the media likes to normally try and portray star trek fans but still, and he, he knew he wanted to do that before he even picked up the phone, as far as I was concerned. As oh, yeah, lonely definitely. losers. Yes, I know that's the thing. I, yeah. I, and I only did, one of us in this podcast is actually single. I did, I did say <laughs> to no, him, no, we're not. I did say to him, no, I, uh, because I think he asked me if he I. He asked you if you're married? No, he asked me if I live at home with mum or something. Didn't he? I said no. I, no, I think you just said that in defence. <laughs> no, because he, he said something, and then you I just went. That, I think, and I think you knew that, but um, but no, you had to no, be place so- a little bit. These two have wives and kids. <laughs> I know that's the thing. I was like, no, I think find I break the stereotype. I've got wife and kids, and uh, <laughs> I was, and you'll be surprised to know that uh, a lot of our community is women. So. We're not all sitting at home in our basements. Although, yeah, I do still I live at like home. That. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least okay. you're not in the basement, though. You're just in the conservatory, so not yeah. that bad. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I haven't got a fucking clue how this interview has gone, but you can listen to it now. The reason why we're doing all this, right, talk about favourite captains and the reason why Danny's all dressed up like uh, Captain James T. Kirk is because it's the 50th anniversary uh, of, of Star Trek. So happy 50th anniversary to all uh, all of you for the first broadcast of, of Star Trek, uh, the best ever sci-fi show ever, some would say. Now, Wayne uh, Emery is from Hemel and runs a Star Trek podcast called Trek mate, and he joins me now. Uh, first of all, happy anniversary! Uh, happy anniversary, Wayne. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much, and thank you for having us. Uh, no, thanks for joining us. How will you be celebrating this this fantastic anniversary? Uh, well, it's going to be a lot of a lot of watching Trek. It's going to be a lot of conversing and debating with other fans about uh, who's your favourite, what, and everything but there's plenty going on people are hosting pub quizzes comedy nights all over the country so there's plenty going on tell us about that you know, that first episode was was it a good one it's it, to be honest when no man has gone before is a good episode it is it's a, it's a strong episode and but it's to, to be honest for me i 
I do love the original series, but I'm much more of a next generation Deep Space Nine fan. Oh, oh right, okay, okay, interesting, interesting. Because Danny Boy, oh, he's on the phone. I want Danny to get involved with this because he's he's a big star. Ben, you're a big Star Trek as well, aren't you? Uh, yeah, fair, yeah, fairly but, big. But, yeah. but Danny, you're a massive fan. Yeah, well, I'm the only one that's come in dressed as Captain Kirk this morning. Yes, so, I mean, uh, that's a good point. Are you dressing up, Wayne, to celebrate this uh, this amazing occasion? Well, as I'll be uh, out at work today, I don't think it'll be uh, appropriate to have the uniform on, but I certainly will be wearing a Star Trek T-shirt and maybe whack on the combat well, as well. Hold on, hold on. You should wear it underneath your, your suit or whatever you wear to work so that as you're walking around, you're going, oh, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm dressed as Captain Kirk. No one knows, you it's know. a bit of a Superman. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Do it. At any moment, now come the pips. I'm, 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 I'm going to open this up to everybody, right? Because I've got to be honest with you, Star Trek, I mean, I like it. I mean, I love the new films. I think the new films are amazing. And it's it's got a lot of new fans to watch the old stuff. Um, I used to watch the old stuff, and I'm being honest, it was a bit of a joke. You know, the sets wobbled, the aliens weren't real, and it was all a bit kind of Star Trek. It was all a bit too much for me. I'm a big Star Wars fan. But I'm going to open this up to all of you, right, because I know you lot are Trekkies, right? Why do you think Star Trek got such a following? Discuss. Who wants to go first? Okay, well, Star Trek, for me personally, it was it, it's always been a show that reflects the uh, times in the sense of it has a uh, narrative that can be compared to the political climate of the time. Uh, it's also something that makes you uh, reflect about humanity and the things we do. And uh, it, it, it has something inherently within the characters that a lot of people can relate to and aspire to. I agree. It's about the whole... um, It's quite cerebral. It's about the thinking about it. Whereas, and I read a really interesting article, ever so slightly critical of the new reimagined films because Mm -hmm. they're more action films they're yeah. not about the whole world behind it and when you watch a star trek sometimes it can be a bit dry but mm-hmm. you're looking at you know this whole uh, way society is being formed and and it's it's really interesting and when you look at the economy of it as well they don't have money you know and how do you get to a point where you know a society has no money it's I really interesting okay i can't like, get you with the new films the new films are all a bit samey mm. yeah does the last three have sort of had the same plot, haven't they? Yeah. More or less. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 yeah. It's the fun of Star Trek, I think, is... Go on, then. You're the one dressed yeah. up as James D. Go I know go what on. I'm talking about. I'm the yeah. captain. Yeah, go on. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> but, you know, it's got the action sequences. It's got the cerebral bits. But it's also really funny. It's got a sense of humour about it. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Bones was always my favourite character. Yeah. Bones, Bones. Um, is, is, is this um, obviously the sort of thing you discuss in your podcast, Wayne? Oh. Hello. Wayne's disappeared. Wayne lost Wayne. Wayne, <laughs> Wayne has Hang on, gone. where's Wayne got? Hang on, you know what we need to play? No, no, not that one. What? What's happened? It's an emergency. Oh, it's Something an emergency. Ser- it's really an emergency. Seriously. Oh, yeah, okay. We, we, we've lost Wayne. If anybody can find Wayne, Wayne has disappeared into the, into the outer space. I've, I've received an email saying that we've, got, we've had a, a, a reboot. Um, and uh, yeah, they've helpfully timed it so that it was during our interview. <laughs> so thanks, guys. Thank <laughs> really appreciate that. Uh, you, you know, we've just lost the person we were talking to about his podcast. Um, so, folks, I'd love to know who was your favourite captain. Uh, let us know. Uh, was it you know Captain Shantner or Picard or was? 
And I assume I done fucking fantastic. So bloody brilliant, mate. That was so much better. I love those two guys. Yeah, they're they're brilliant, brilliant people. They know what Star Trek's all about. Exactly. (sighs) Considering when they spoke to us earlier, fucking Star Trek this time. No. No, exactly. Hi, thanks for listening to this edition of Trekmate. There are a number of ways you can get in touch. You can email trekmate1701 at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. We're at trekmate1701. Or, if you're on Facebook, just search for Trekmate and like our page. Remember to stop by trekmatefamily.com to read our original features and check out some of our sister podcasts. You can find Jude on Twitter and YouTube. He is the official Jude. Or just search for Jude Hawkins on Facebook. Laura is on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. She is Janeway931. You can contact Wayne on Twitter. He is at WayneTheGame. If you enjoy the music played at the end of the Trekmate podcast, you can download them for free at StarTrekParodies.com. And if you want to tell the artist just how much he rocks, you can tweet me, Rick Moyer, at Moyer777. Oh, and please stop by iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really does make a difference for us. If you've already done so, then thank you. Once again, thanks for listening to this edition of Trekman. This past Friday saw the release of For the Love of Spock, which, to be honest, is something that we had mentioned a while back uh, because we was excited about uh, the trailer, which looked so touching. Definitely. So what we what we'll do is we'll give a I think maybe well, it's not as if you can really give any spoilers really because most people know. It's it's not like a story, is it? Is most people know mm-hmm. the story of Leonard Nimoy, so I don't think we need to be shouting spoiler alert. Uh, no, on anything. no. But uh, there's not really any surprises here, is there? N- no, there isn't any surprises. But at the same time, that isn't a bad thing. Mhm. Because it really did tick all of the boxes from what I was expecting for the uh, documentary. Because we got to see a lot more about Leonard Nimoy's private life. I never realised that he did have a drink issue. Mm-hmm. And it is very refreshing at how candid his family is about recalling stuff. Because uh, Adam Nimoy is very candid about his falling out with his father and being estranged from Leonard for quite some time. Because he actually says in the documentary that he felt his father was almost more loyal to his fans. Sort of sad to hear that. Um, I know at some point this documentary was supposed to be about Spock. Yep. While Leonard was still alive, and then um, obviously, at some point, even though the title remains, 
the uh, the documentary has obviously become about Spock and Leonard and and the parallels between Spock and uh, and Leonard in the way that they connect with uh, with the audience and even even Adam and stuff. To be honest, going into this documentary, I was expecting to have like a very emotional reaction to it. Uh-huh. And I would say that you're pretty much guaranteed that. Yeah. I would say yeah, you're definitely. very much guaranteed that. And the documentary uh, goes into great detail as sort of like the the rise of Leonard Nimoy's career and his stance on how uh, like he got to where he was. And he's done so many roles that I was absolutely obliviously aware of. Yeah, because for, for me, he was always Spock or uh, the guy that presented the Unexplained program. Yeah. And to be honest, it was... For, uh, for me, I absolutely loved this documentary. Yeah, I think much like um, DeForest Kelly last week, there's a lot to go and look back mm-hmm. at now and, and see what stuff these guys did other than what we know and love them for. Yeah. It's a lot more than just just TOS and Trek. Oh, definitely. And But also, it was nice... It, at the same time, it was nice to know how much uh, Leonard did care about Star Trek and the community. Oh, definitely. And yeah. the fans. And the, the role really did mean a lot to him. What did you do? What was the biggest thing that you took away from this, dude? I think there was a bit at the end of the documentary where a lot of the people that had been interviewed for it had uh, been asked, how do they feel about Leonard and, uh, and and Spock? And and a lot of people, the majority of the people on there said, love. I think that was a real tearjerker moment. What's great about this documentary is how Leonard Nimoy himself and the character of Spock have contributed to the overall positivity of Star Trek fans in all aspects and subjects from the 1960s all the way until now. I totally agree, dude, because you don't have Star Trek without Spock. I mean, he was the only Mm -hmm. character that went through from the cage all the way through to becoming a mainstay cast member. So there was always something special about Leonard and Spock that Gene saw in it, because Gene fought to keep Spock in there when that's the right, studio yeah. wanted to get rid of him. And that's the thing, you're going to find out loads of these little pieces of information that we weren't aware of, and I won't go into all of them details, because you do want to watch this documentary and find out for yourselves. It gives you a nice insight into Leonard Nimoy's personal life, what he was going through at the time, how he felt about Star Trek, how he continued on with his career afterwards. And sometimes he wanted that diversity, but then still he came back to the community. He never he never veered that far away from it, even though he did write that book, the uh, that I am not Spock. Yeah. And he eventually wrote another book, didn't he, where he yeah. had embraced it and he was like, I am Spock. And it's nice to see that turnaround, and nice to see how much 
coming back to Star Trek for the JJ verse films meant to him as well because it meant as much to us as fans to have him back. It gave the films that validity. Definitely. So I think there is definitely a lot that people can take away from this uh, documentary. I'm, we're not going to tell you every single little bit because we yeah. want you to go and watch the film because it is absolutely fantastic. So you can go a couple of places to buy it. If you're stateside, you can go to fortheloveofspock.com where you can purchase it. I'm not sure if they're shipping over to the UK yet with the physical uh, releases of uh, the DVD and Blu-ray but you can also purchase it on iTunes and you can also purchase and stream it or rent it, whatever you want over at wearecolony.com for UK customers as well so dude, uh, you recommend the film? Most definitely, if you love Leonard and you love Spock you're going to love this documentary, go ahead and find it wherever you can that's the thing, there isn't going to be uh, many other ways to better celebrate uh, the 50th anniversary than with the book that we had uh, reviewed previously from Chris Smith, the uh, memoirs from her time with Dee. And 100% through, recommend that. And through watching a film like this, because it gets uh, it gives us the opportunity to get to know the people that we've come to love for their iconic characters. And yep. with... For the love of Spock, it really is an emotional ride, and it's heartwarming. It's tearjerker. You, it's everything you want a documentary about Spock to be. Most definitely, yeah. And with Adam Nimoy making the documentary, did we expect anything different? You could, you couldn't hope for anyone better to make this documentary. Exactly. So we highly, highly recommend it. So anyway, let's move on to the meat of the show. And now it's time for the topic of the week on the Trekmate Podcast. Yes, we are going to be having a debate to decide the top five Borg episodes of all time. We have decided, as it would be unfair, first contacts will not be counted into this top five, as it is a movie. No. It, it is given an honourable mention be, for being absolutely fucking awesome. Indeed. Oh, yeah. And also, I did also want to give another honourable mention, considering it's not a dedicated episode to the Borg, but an honourable mention to Emissary for having uh, finally getting to see the Battle of Wolf 359. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, it was an absolutely epic scene. It was. So, uh, honourable mention to Emissary and First Contact. There are no words. Just honourable mention. Amazing. Okay. (laughs) Now, I'm going to be honest with you. As far as Borg goes, we're going to be fighting an uphill battle here, dude, to fight off Voyager. I know. I know this tonight's going to be all about, isn't it? Yeah. I only just... (laughs) Alpha today, and I saw that TNG is literally about episodes or something. And then in Voyager, I was like, oh my god, it's 22, 25 episodes or something. There's 10. Um, one, two, three. I'm not going to look it up because if I look it up, I can't. 14. Oh my god. 
but that is include, but then included then in two, two parts, parts as one. Oh, that's yes. two parts as one. Okay, you you think it. about it, it's sort of arguable in a sense in the fact that uh, from season four onwards, every episode of uh, Voyager <laughs> has a Borg in it, doesn't it? Oh, really? shut up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it does. It's got seven. So, so every single episode yeah. could be a Borg episode. Okay, so we're going to have to try and tame Laura a bit during this episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so obviously we're going to be having favourites. I'm going to throw this out and say I don't think Descent is going to be in the top five. Oh, no. Whoever thought that Borg like, following Laura around would be a good idea, it just lost all of the fucking mysteriousness and fear that the Borg sort of entailed. I've only got, I'm not going to say them. I'm not going to say them at this point, but I've only got two in there, which is bloody obvious anyway. Mm-hmm. And then I guess Laura okay. can have the other three for <laughs> <laughs> Voyager Borg episodes. <laughs> guess yes. what they are anyway. Okay, go on then. Kick us off, Laura. Go on then. Uh, what with just my choices, or? Well, no. Let's uh, no. Give us uh, uh, f- throw some ideas at us. What do you think should be uh, like your first choice to go in there? Well, you'd be incredibly surprised to know, but the best of both worlds, part one and two, TNG. <laughs> okay, it's definitely one of my two. Yeah, that is one of my t- uh, mine as well. Sorry. Just so your parade. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, obviously, the best Ew. of both is the epitome of Borg episodes. It was the first time that we yeah. had a cliffhanger at the end of a series that kept everybody on yeah. tender hooks as to what was going on. It saw the, it, but also, I what I love about uh, about uh, the best of both worlds as well is the repercussions in the episode after. In family, yeah. In family, because to see Picard struggling so much emotionally to come to mm. terms with these evil things that he had done, yeah, it was absolutely epic. I really count family as a very highly regarded episode. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, you guys, do you know, you know um, the, guy, uh, the kid that plays Picard's nephew? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Picard in, is it yes, Rascals he plays Picard. Or Rascals? Yes, he does, yes. I Where thought so, yeah, when I saw him. Yeah. I was like, that's the same kid. He is the same kid. They needed a family resemblance. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. I think to have the best of both worlds and then, and then family. It was as, an amazing very, start to were, season yeah, four. They were very poignant episodes. I mean, because obviously the way that he was... The way that Picard was trying to deal with what he'd done is because the Borg is so fear that you, you're so fearful of the Borg because they they do worse than kill you, they take away your humanity and they make you do things that you are out of control of, and for humans that's just mm-hmm. isn't it? It's just like taken against your will and injecting you with with technology and changing you and yeah, taking away your humanity and your free will. Some people are into both worlds. You are today, and like I don't think I'd noticed the first four or five times I'd watched it. But um, 
hard to simulate it. He actually like sheds a tear. Yeah. Tear rolled down his face when he's yeah. been given instructions and yeah, like, Picard is still there at that point. Although Lakitas so, simple Lakitas but was emotional. different though, wasn't he? Yeah, because she didn't want... Uh, the Borg Queen in First Contact says that she, she didn't want another drone. Didn't she want an equal? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they allowed him to keep maybe a little bit more. Which, yeah, which was worse, which is just so much worse to be more aware. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because episodes, But I think they could have stretched that story out over... The time, yeah, I think they've so. done a lot more yeah. with that. Yeah, okay. How did you feel about how it ended? Because obviously, it ended with Data putting the Borg to sleep. I kind of get where why I kind of get where they were trying to go. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like with the whole data being his android technological self, trying to get the technology of the Borg to, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the way that it was like, ooh, put him to sleep. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> I still. That's the thing. Obviously, you're restricted by whatever budget you've got, and obviously yeah. back then everything was. Uh, a lot more expensive because you was working with your miniatures and mm. everything else rather than CGI. Um, but personally, after putting him to sleep, I would have liked to have seen the sh- uh, Borg Cube just get blown to shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's a little bit like really aggressive. Man, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, you fucking yeah. bastards. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> bit, so, bit of aggression there, Jude. <laughs> At least it wasn't misplaced. True. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, so I think we'll all agree that Best of Both Worlds will deserve a place on the list. Yes. Almost number one. If we're putting them in, in, in order... Yeah, we will be uh, putting them in order. Okay. You can put that at number one straight away, I think, can't you? Yeah, you can. You can. Even, yeah. even though it's not the book on, on Trek, it's... It's it's the it's the Bible. Yeah, exactly. Because this thing, uh, Q who obviously introduced the Borg. Yeah, yeah. But and I think it did a, a great job. Um, it's it's not as dramatic as as Best of Both Worlds, but um, I'd say it's eerie. I say it was, but I think Best of Both Worlds was like the pinnacle point and the, the actual yeah. impact of the crew of the Enterprise and the, the actual, like, the emo- the raw emotions that you got. Um, and I think it's really the first time a lot it. of people stood up and took notice of uh, yeah. TNG. Yeah. Oh, um, definitely. And being casual to... fans at the same time. But, well, that's the thing. You've got all the conflict of uh, the crew having to fight with their emotions of having to, mm. like, go up against their captain and... Not knowing if you're even going to be able to save your captain. Your primary yeah. mission is to save the Alpha Quadrant. Mm-hmm. So it's it's totally understandable, and I think that is what makes it a good episode: is the inner conflict in all of the uh, uh, crew members. Yeah. 
Especially as like Riker the first finally cliffhanger of TNG as well. Oh yeah. Did they not really do cliffhangers in the previous? No, it was the first time because it's the end of season three. Because the end of season one uh, yeah. was that um, was that conspiracy or was that the episode before? I don't want to. I don't want to look for it right now. Conspiracy was either the one before or the one after, but it was a one-parter. And then season two was Shades of Grey, which was fucking awful. So it is an absolutely, absolutely uh, refreshing change, and it's something that became a staple. So you can just throw in the bin, isn't it? Yeah. But then also, as you said, it was that staple that then made it so that people uh, wanted to come back the season after and see what had happened. Well, that's it. Even if you're going to do episodes of episodic different stuff, like at least give us a reason to come back for the next season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they do. At the end. Okay, so best of both worlds, definitely. Okay. 100%, yeah. Okay, um, Scorpion. The, um, Voyager. <laughs> okay, Scorpion. Yes, that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Scorpion. It's your cue. Yeah. Scorpion. No, I would. Scorpion. I would say Scorpion has to be on the list because. What an amazing episode! What it, an amazing episode! It, that's it. It was a fantastic episode, and to be honest, it so was at much. the point where uh, where the Borg hadn't actually been done to death by Voyager at this point. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it was fresh, uh, yeah. uh, but also it was nice to see suddenly uh, the Borg in a new light, in the sense of they're in this absolute battle with a brand new species. So yeah. it was. Uh, they were an ally all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, unexpected it was They needed Voyager's help. That was the thing. And Which was just, yeah. And when Janeway was on the sh- on the board cube, you know, um, gosh, it was it was, it was. <laughs> there were moments where I, where you thought, oh my god, is she going to make it out of there? Oh my god, is is this really happening? Like, what's going to happen? Like, you know, yeah. any minute the board could turn couldn't they? Like oh, yeah. completely on edge the entire time. Oh, it was really tense. It was really good. Um, and then, of course, the introduction of Seven of Nine, um, Boobs McGee. <laughs> 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 um, Who doesn't love Boobs McGee? <laughs> I mean, I do. Um, Welcome yes. aboard, Boobs McGee. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, that started off a journey, didn't it? Seven of Nine. Well, okay, obviously, <laughs> Scorpion Part 2 did introduce Seven of Nine. Yeah. Um, but personally, if it was up to me, um, Scorpion Part 1 would have a part on the list. But I would yeah. not put Scorpion Part 2 in. Really? Because, yeah, I felt slightly let down by it. Do you not do you not think when the cube got destroyed by species eight four seven two and there was the section of the ship that was uh, transported into the cargo bay of a Voyager? 
Do you not think that that was quite I epic? Think... <laughs> and then Chicote was faced with it because Janeway was injured. Yeah, no, that's, don't get me wrong. I, th- I thought it was a good episode. I just don't think... Okay. I, th- I think I, had, I I think I had set my sights quite high yeah. from the initial episode that I don't think it could have ever really been totally fulfilled. But, yeah, okay. But I think that happens many times with par- uh, two partners. Yeah, it does. Many, many times. What's your thoughts, Jude? No, I agree with you. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't want to pee Laura off, but no, go for it. It's fun. Oh, shut up! Yeah, I, I know it is sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> but the Voyager, I feel like they could have done more with characters and storylines. That doesn't piss me off. I know did. that. Good. Cool. Like Eds and Kim, for goodness sake. Anyway. Oh, I know. Yeah. So much they could have done with him. I mean, like, why didn't he just... Anyway. (laughs) ...himself by shagging that uh, alien, that episode, and just saying, oh, Oh, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) The the thing is... Come back somehow, anyway. (laughs) Oh, dear. No, Harry Kim was just one fantastic no. cock block. Can I just fantastic say one what? thing? Cock block. Yeah. He so many times. He not only like like stung himself in the ass, but he's like stopping other people from getting laid as well. I mean, I mean, hell, in that episode, Janeway uh, was about to get off with uh, the guy. Was that the episode with the transport technology? That could have got them nearer to home, and she was getting a bit cozy. Counterpoint. Yeah, was it counterpoint? Was it when she was? It wasn't the holodeck, was it? No. Yeah, it was. Um, it was counterpoint. Um, with yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's thing, and he just oh, interrupted he her. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but still, um. Okay, I'm just so. going to say one thing, if that's cool. It's completely... Yeah. Well, it's not completely off-topic. It's uh, about a year and a half ago when I first appeared on Trekmate as a guest. Said um, I didn't say it in these... The Borg ruin for Voyager. But the Borg, or Seven of Nine at least, lost Kess. Yeah. I think so. I really liked the building of that character for the three fucking theories. And then they just, they just dropped it in favor of uh, Sakina. Actor. And as much as I liked some of the stories that they did with seven, I, I thought that was a real shame. Me too. Yeah. And to be uh, honest, so there was that, enough rooms on there to keep her and seven. Yeah, there was, it was just, yeah. It, Unfortunately, it's like the it was... writers can only write them. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't the writers. It was an executive. Condi- it was. It wasn't the writers. It was an executive um, decision that that the male audience, like the the demographic, was male and young teens. Um, mm. Yeah. And Kes looked too young. 
and to... Well, they were going to get rid of Harry until he oh, won, yeah. like, a sexiest guy oh, yeah, of the yeah. year or something, didn't he? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Get, you go, Garrett. Sexiest man him. You go, Garrett. <laughs> and to be honest, if... Eight or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> no, well, that would have been, yeah, probably about 98. And to be honest... If oh, my that's, God, I was five. <laughs> if, that, if that's not a poll that's been fucking bought off, then I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Done since. Look, look what he's done to Kess. Look at all the stuff. What's happened to her now because of Harry Kim? Oh, yeah. it's all his fault for being so damn Liam. attractive. Oh no, Jennifer oh, Liam. Say it. Yeah, I, I can't say it. I know. I can't bring myself to think about that actually because that is quite a deep thing. It's, if you don't know, go and research Jennifer Lee. Exactly. It is very Trekmate's and I'm, too full of yeah. fun and bollocks to, yeah, no, uh, to actually we're address that tonight. Just, just, just my thoughts go out to her and her family. So I love you. Because, yeah, there you go. Um, I, I hope she's okay <laughs> wherever she is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, she, we put, she was a great actor. That, that That's what I was saying to Wayne like uh, a year and a half ago or whatever. She is a great actor. She did some yeah. really... Voyager before um, Seven and all the Borg stuff came along. Yeah. Borg and what she was. Yeah. I can't think of the names of the episodes right now, but. Oh, so many Elogium, you know, Elogium and Fear and Hope. Um, oh, what was it? Um, I'm sorry. Vija. I know. Expert. Oh, Don't worry about it. I'm running the episode through my head and I cannot. Anyway. Don't worry, don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Playing in the okay. background. I've got Voyager on Netflix right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so. so, moving away from uh, Kess. <laughs> Episode okay, okay. So if we've got two that are in there already, okay. Uh, what would be a third that would deserve the place? I have two more. Mm-hmm. Unimatrix Zero. Yep. And Child's Play. Child's You're Play have is to remind where... me a bit. Child's Play is the partly destroyed Borg cube that they find with the adolescent Borg on, oh, okay, on board, yeah. where they find Echeb and the twins and Mazzati. That was very good. Yeah. Shout out um, to Manu. I'm, I'm going to say, like, <laughs> on record, right? Yeah. I think, I think Manu is a very funny guy, watching him do stuff and hearing him at conventions. I think he's a very friendly guy, and I, uh, so I have nothing against Manu whatsoever. I fucking hate Egypt. Oh. <laughs> like the episode that Laura's talking about when they, they came up with that idea, but execution of everything to do with a character. I just that. found I just found Egypt annoying. Oh. <laughs> 
Why? Oh, why? I just did. It's like when people turned around and gave Wesley such a fucking hard time. Christ, each heb's twice as bad. And Jake. No, he's not. Yeah, he fucking is. Why? I, you no, know, each heb just grated on my gears. And as I said, that is not anything against Manu whatsoever. There's not anything against Manu whatsoever. I just. The character just didn't sit right with me. Well, I love each man. Mm. <laughs> Jude, do you love each I'm biased, though. Yeah, yeah, you are. Each <laughs> or do you love Manu? Actually, that is an interesting question. Uh, when I first watched Boy, that's what I was saying. I, I I like the story I of liked... him coming in, but. I liked that. Yeah, I liked that episode. I liked some of them after as well. The one where he sacrifices his um, cortical node for seven, like that was like yeah. amazing. And you know, some other things yeah. where he was he was making really mature decisions. And it was quite funny that in Shattered Image he was like way older and was like the commander or something. Um, mm-hmm. I. I do like each Heb, actually. I think child play is is the best of, you know, what would have happened. Like, it was really cool to see that these adolescent Borg who were basically in the maturation chambers and stuff and the the vessel had, you know, all the other Borg had been, dis- well, they'd been destroyed and they were trying oh. to run the ship themselves. I was like, wow, that is like... It's like That's that first episode, definitely. Shit. Yeah. 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 I've seen him in uh, Star Trek Renegades. I know we're not including that in, in this. Yeah, I have. What did you yeah, reckon? I think he's better in Star Trek Renegades than he was in Voyager. Yeah. He's, he's more sort of... Darker uh, character, um, though. Sure of himself, yeah. He's darker character, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, was able to um, develop the character more in Renegades. Um, yeah, he's no restrictions, <laughs> has he? Really? Yeah, there was only so much they could do in Voyager. But um, yeah, do you do you think Child's Play is a good Borg episode? That'd be the first one with those guys in it. With the yeah, yeah. So the yeah, ship I is, do. I do that first one. Yeah, partly destroyed. And you know, um the the crew, they actually hold who is it, Neelix, Chakotay and Paris. I think and Harry as well actually. Um they they keep them captive and they have and seven of nine goes to help them like try and fix the ship and try and convince these kids basically to you know for the vo- for the crew to let them help and stuff like that. So yeah. Okay, uh, I'm okay. You, it, I'm happy to be outvoted on this one because if it was down to me, I wouldn't simply because it introduced Echep to the series. <laughs> well, <laughs> what about what about Unimatrix Zero then? I was just uh, thinking about Unimatrix Zero. Um, yeah, no, I do like that. Yeah, an interesting concept that. Do you need reminding, Jude? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, so Seven of Nine starts to enter this kind of 
uh, weird dream state when she's in re- um, in a regeneration cycle. Um, and it's like, mm-hmm. it looks like this planet. Um, and there's like loads of different like species of, of aliens there. And she figures out that they're all Borg that are part of this... Um, a part of this unimatrix that's that's like when they're regenerating they go to this place and she falls in love with this dude and um it's like they live like outside of the borg and then in the second in the second part the borg queen um she tries to find all of these borg because she obviously wants to shut it down because she doesn't want people she doesn't want them to have their um individuality so basically they're living individuality it like in in like a dream kind of state um and then eventually it gets destroyed which is it's quite bad um but seven of nine is on voyager and she communicates with them and things like that and yeah i think it's quite a good one yeah yeah no i i didn't yeah I did enjoy that episode because it did give, uh, as you said, a, a slightly different spin on the Borg. It was uh, a two-parter, I think. But it was, it, it, to be honest, what I liked more about it is, once again, about seeing how um, people who are outside of the collective yeah. are dealing with what they've gone through. Yeah. Is what I liked about it. And obviously seeing them coming together as a community of their own as yeah. well. And regaining their individuality like outside of outside of the collective. But yeah. it was really sad though that when they woke up from their regeneration, they don't remember it. Although <laughs> Seven did, because she she isn't fully Borg. But mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was quite sad. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Um it's like dreaming, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like dreaming and then waking up and it's all, like you don't Definitely. remember it. Okay, because let's think, okay, uh, let's go through a couple that aren't going to be on there. Okay. Um, Unity won't be on there in the top five. That's where Voyager first gets its first glimpse of Oh yeah, no. the Borg. That won't be on there. Uh, Raven... Isn't to be honest, isn't strong enough in my no. opinion. To be my opinion line. either. No, I mean uh, it's. I mean it's 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 basically the baseline story of Seven of Nine, so it's kind of like meh. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. Though, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed like seeing the origins of Anna Hansen yeah, and yeah. everything. But uh, as far as Borg episodes go, no. No. Um, okay. Uh, I suppose you could argue Endgame. Well, the reason I left that off is because I don't like that ending. <laughs> yeah. Because it is a little bit, it's because of the whole ending of Voyager. Yes, okay, as far as Borg goes, it was very Borg central, but it was very unnecessary. I didn't very... think Voyager should be ended that way. No, it shouldn't have ended that way, and it shouldn't have been the Borg, because they were thrown past Borg space. You know when when Kess left, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, they come past another transport pub. Well, really, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was. I mean, it was a good face-off between old Janeway and and the queen. Um, the queen. That was that was epic. But as far as like 
Yeah. I'm conflicted about that. Okay. Um, as much as I like the episode, I wouldn't include regeneration from Enterprise. Because obviously yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's once again, it was, it, what do you think, Duke? What was your opinion on regeneration? Regeneration is the episode where they find the two frozen Borg from First Contact. And okay. they start to um, like basically regenerate and then shit starts going down. <laughs> shit starts happening. Yeah, I don't think it's a strong enough episode no. to be in there. What, the, uh, I do think that the, the two, well, two slash three uh, strong episodes from TNG is uh, Best of Both Worlds and Q Who. And mm. I would argue that I would want Iborg in there. Iborg. The episode with Hugh. Ah, but. Q Who. Yes. No, oh, Iborg. Yeah. With Hugh. Yes, yeah. but you've got a very similar episode of Voyager called One, which was incredibly good, where yeah. the Doctor's mobile emitter. Um, was infected with Seven's nanoprobes and it created this Borg, this like ultimate Borg yep, called no, one. one. That was kind of the same thing. But at the same time, I need to tell Voyager to go fuck itself because I oh, Borg. <laughs> <laughs> no, I Borg done it first and it was a great morality play because it was, yes, I yeah, know well, you have a very, very, very similar situation. Yeah. But. I can't remember. Six years that. prior to this. Yeah, but done very cleverly in Voyager. Thank you. <laughs> done very cleverly. They rehashed an episode very cleverly. But, <laughs> but it was a question of... with I bought, Fucking I, Voyager. I cared about you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I cared about one, actually. Yes. He's a good friend of ours, Hugh. Yeah, that's the thing. To see, like the okay, like, I'll the, let you have. I'll let you have it. No, the morality of <laughs> Geordie really struggling with what they were going to be doing, and yeah. Picard being absolutely a cold-hearted bastard about it because he because of what absolutely, he'd gone through. Yeah, because what he'd gone through. Yeah, and absolutely hates the Borg that he wants to stop them no matter the cost, mm-hmm. and to be ordering Geordie to go against his own conscience about it. Well, I think okay. it's a, I think it's an, an amazing, um, an, an amazing play of morality as to what is and is not acceptable in war. And also uh, like whether you can or cannot put your personal feelings aside. So, yes, I, I think we've okay. got our five. Have we? I think we've got a five. It's just a question of order. Because so we've best got of both worlds. Best of both worlds. Scorpion. Iborg. Unimatrix Zero. Oh, yeah. Q Who. Yeah, definitely. Really? Go on, dude. But we said... Who is the introduction of the Borg, and it's... It's like... TN and this, they've been doing that, but this is serious shit. Bruce Lee. Okay, what, be on what, that list. It is the origin of the Borg. Yeah, but we said that it was it would 
you said that it would be trumped by best of both worlds. Doesn't mean it can't go lower down the list. What okay? Whatever episode do you feel? Exactly. Whatever other episode do you feel should be in there in its place then? Because okay, we've got best of both worlds. Best we've got Eyeborg. We've got Scorpion, Scorpion and Unimatrix Zero. So that's four. Yeah, you don't Two, want child's play. It's got to be number five. Oh yeah, you you fuckers are on about child's play. Okay, dude. Okay, Jude, this is coming down to you. Child's oh, play or Q who? I'm in Q-Who. I'm sorry, Laura. Oh, yeah, bastard. <laughs> okay, then. Orders. That, that's where they came from, is TNG. Okay, you okay, know, okay. Voyager wouldn't oh. even exist without okay. TNG. And What's number ball. one, then? So, okay, let's, let's, let's not start with number one. What out of them episodes would be number five? So, obviously, I'm not saying it's a shit episode, but out of them five would be the weakest. Something from Voyager. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I, I'm fine with that. I would, I would actually be tempted. I would be tempted to say Q Who. Thank you. At number five. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Me and John I'm Delancey t- are going to be crying in our pillows tonight. Oh, whatever. <laughs> number four. What's number four? Um, Unimatrix Zero? Yeah. Yeah, go on then. Unimatrix Zero. I want to knock that out. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> okay. So you Unimatrix just, Zero, number four. You just four. do it to piss me off. <laughs> number three. Uh, number three, I would safely say Iborg. Okay. Dude, you agree? Yeah. Okay, Iborg. Okay, so we've got two and one. So it's between Best of Both Worlds and Scorpion. Scorpion. Oh, come on, for fuck's sake. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus um, Mr. Perfect. He's great, but come on, Stone Cold. Okay, Laura. I'm not going to say it. No, you can say it. Why? Because we have, we are, we're having a democratic process of That's voting. What I was going to say, this is a democracy, goddammit. It's a fucking democracy. For me, it's Scorpion and then the best of both worlds. But that's just because I really love Voyager. <laughs> okay. If you didn't know that, I really love Voyager. And the thing is, I love Voyager too. Yeah. And I've, <laughs> and I've always turned around and said, Voyager was the first, um, series that I had all of the VHSs on uh, before like, I completed my TNG uh, collection. <laughs> so, VHS. Yeah, I know, that's the thing. I like youngsters. A lot, and it's growing on me every month, every year. It to just, both worlds. It just, you know, for CBS me... Up. Come on, CBS. Well, What's the best board episode? Life, you know. So, let's think. It, for me, right? Scorpion, Scorpion Part One mm. is fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. But, but because we both worlds is, is Part One and Two are fantastic. That's what you mean. But I would say that I. <sighs> okay, it's really hard because I do like Scorpion. I, it's a, it's a very well done episode. 
Come on, come on, Scorpion wouldn't it be best for both worlds or it's 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 gonna be best of both worlds. Fine. Number one. Fine. So the Trek Mate top five best Borg episodes. Number one, best of both worlds. Number two, Scorpion, part one and two. You've got to be proud of that. Number three, that's <laughs> the thing, that ain't shabby. That ain't shabby. No, it's not. I, I knew coming into this that it was going to be like two slash three. There's going to be two TNTs and Voyagers. And... Well, it's not. It's now two Voyagers yeah, and out three there. fucking TNGs. Fuck you. You couldn't let me have it. Yeah. yeah, you couldn't let me have fucking what? Anyway. One, we're good. Two. <laughs> so, best of both worlds Scorpion, Iborg, yep. Unimatrix Zero, and then Q Who. And the thing is, it, it could have been it could have been three voyagers, but Charles <laughs> Play fucking introduced Eve. If it was a top six, yeah, no, no. fuck's no. sake, no. I'm sorry, but Voyager is going to have to lube up and just take it like a <laughs> take it like a man. <laughs> Ew. That's it. So that is Trekmates top five. Let's move on, shall we? Time for the trek off. Yes, it's time for the trek off. So, seeing as I won last week, I'm going to pick, and I think I think I would like. Jude hasn't won yet, so I think Jude should go first. Okay. I'm going to give Jude something that is an easy slide in for the first question. Well, that's the thing. The easier you say it is, the thicker it makes me look. No, this is definitely an easy, easy question. Whom does Q try to recruit for the continuum in the Next Generation episode, Hiding Q? Yeah! It's got to be Riker. It was... Commander oh. William Riker. Yes, come on! Finally! So, okay. Uh, Laura, your question. Yeah. In the movie The Search for Spock, which ship possesses a trans warp drive? The full name? Well, it will be. I'll give you a clue. It will. No, I won't. <laughs> No. Yeah, no, you, you'll need the name of the so, ship. It's, it's only going to be like a, a name ship. A, it's it's going to be like a one name ship, like most ships are. Nope. Folding, it is the USS Excelsior. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the race that couldn't have children? Due to chromosomal damage caused by solar radiation. You know, if you need it again, but it will take us another 10 minutes. In TNG? Yeah, in TNG. There is no way I'm going to get that. The Janai. No. Oh. No. Like previous weeks, I apologize if I'm not pronouncing it correctly. It's the. 
The Aldens. Okay. Okay. No, I wouldn't have got it's, that. It's one to Jude, none to me and Wayne. Jude has won this week's Trekmate. Like five weeks. So that has been Trekmate for this week. I've been Wayne Emery. I've been Laura Fawcett. And I've been Jude Hawkins. And that has been Trekmate. Your efforts to break the encryption codes will not be successful. Nor will your attempts to assimilate me into your collective. Brave words. I've heard them before. From thousands of species across thousands of worlds since long before you were created. Let's go! The Enterprise destroys the cube. The Borg, they're blown up all. Ain't no sound but the sound of space. And from the cube, there comes a ball. Can you hit it? Can you hit the ship? Can your scanners do the trick? Out of time, the distortion takes. As back in history, they slip. Yeah. Another one becomes us. Another one becomes us. And another one droned, another one droned, another one becomes us. Hey, hey, we'll assimilate you. Another one becomes us. Check out the environmental controls while I'm gone. Get a little warm in here. How do you think the temperature raised on the decks of the Enterprise? The grabbing crew members, boy, it's sad and much to their surprise. Are you crappy? Are you terrified? How long can you resist the queen? Out of the alcoves, the drones, they slip. The card knows what this means. Look out. Sounds Swedish. Another one becomes us. Another one becomes us. And another one droned. Another one droned. Another one becomes us. Hey, we'll assimilate you. Another one becomes us. Unless you make that warp flight tomorrow morning, before 11.15, none of it will happen. And you people, you're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. Get off my bridge. Report! Main power's offline, we've lost shields, and our weapons are gone. Today is a good day to die. Prepare for running speed! Another one becomes us. Another one becomes us. Another one becomes us. Hey, hey! Another one becomes us. Hey, 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 hey. Such a noble creature. Quality we sometimes lack. Plenty ways to assimilate men and one quite effective. You can tempt, you can mock, you can use your probes and leave to the collective. I'm adapting, I'm adapting for you, my technology all the while. Out of the plasma, I can hear you say, resistance is futile. Another one becomes us. Another one becomes us. And another one droned, another one droned. Another one becomes us. Hey, we'll assimilate you. Another one becomes us.
You've been listening to the Trekmate Podcast. Would you like to get a hold of us? Visit trekmate.org.uk and boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. All right. Ask is a tall ship and a star is terrifying. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. I am Captain Jean-Luc Picard, and I approve this message. Tweet us at TrekMate1701. Make it so.